Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Jake Larson today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's his last giant baby show before he leaves for the college. Aww. I know. Oh, so sad. But it's been nice having you around. Yeah. And it's been fun to have you on the show. Um, Some of the listeners have said nice things about you. So far, no one said anything mean. So that's (laughs) good. Everyone hates me. I know. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, But it has been nice, especially to have someone who can be on the radio right in my house when the two times we have had a fill-in catastrophe. So thank you for that, for always being flexible. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm your, I'm your wake-up on the go. On the go guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for the top two in hour two. Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two with it, with it. All right, so we're going to talk about a couple things that we are really thinking about on our minds this week. Oh, my goodness. I know. Do you want to go first? What's your first one? Sure. Yeah, I'll talk uh, about a little band I've been liking lately. Okay. Um, titled Sloan, S-L-O-A-N. Mm. They're a Canadian alternative rock band. Um, not super well known, but they've got a couple really great songs. Um, underwhelmed money city maniacs rest of my life. Uh, a few of them almost give me a, um, kind of vocal similarity to the who, Oh, but more, more like more forward rock. Okay. Um, but yeah, not, they're kind of Kind of underground. They haven't released music in a long time. Okay. Um, who knows if they will again, but they've released a few albums and they're all really solid. S L O A N. Sloan. Sloan. Okay. Highly I feel recommend. like that's good. That's We love your music recommendations. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> um, my first one is going to be actually uh, Ven Brewing. Mm. So I popped, I had, a, I had an interview. I was interviewing someone for a story. Okay. And she said, hey, let's go. She's like, do you want to go for a drink or, or for coffee? And I was like, well, either one. She's like, well, then I have the place for you. So Ven Brewing in South Minneapolis is yeah. a brewery, local brewery that has a coffee shop in it. Mm. It's basically, they serve coffee in the morning. They start at like 7 a.m. Wow. And there were people there having their coffee meetings. And, you know, there were like... You know, lots of great people like laptopping and stuff, which is also a great for a brewery to make an extra bit of buck because no one's coming in, you know, that early to to drink beer, although they do start serving beer at eight. (laughs) Um, But they couldn't. uh, But that was kind of their gig was like, they're like, well, we don't. You know, since since we're here anyway, we might as well be making coffee and let other people be in the space. Yep. So I thought it was really great because I had my latte, I had my interview, and I literally was like, well, now I want a beer. Yeah. It was like noon by the time <laughs> I was done, and I was like, now I could absolutely have a beer. And like, I, I was done, especially on a half-day Friday. That yeah. was like, you're done your work, and now you're done, now you have a beer. That's a good little flow. I know. And there's a couple places that are doing that, but Ven Brewing in South Minneapolis, very chill vibe, and here's a really great thing to know. They have parking. Oh. They have 14 parking spots for you, <laughs> and that's a huge thing. So we love parking in the city. That was my first one. Okay, what's your second one? Second one, uh, only discovered yesterday, thanks to you. Um, what is it? Uh, my, one of my, <laughs> my new favorite artist, uh, Michael Sova. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, surrealist, whimsical kind of German painter. Um, 
And it just brings me so much joy to look at his little paintings. <laughs> he, he, so if you guys want to like Google this, maybe we'll put up a little picture so that people can understand on the Facebook page. Michael Sova, S-O-W-A, if you want to Google it. Yeah. Um, he, I don't even know from when it was, but in my 20s, I was collecting these little postcards of these sort of animals that yeah. were just, he puts them in strange little positions. Mm-hmm. There's. You know, like the one that you discovered that I actually have hanging on the wall was a duck in a bathrobe and a bathing cap. Sitting by a fire on a little island surrounded by torrential waves. And it's just uh, after the bath. After the bath. It's so (laughs) random and it's so cute, though. You just sort of were charmed by it. The weirdest part is, of course, I have had that book forever and I just have never shown it to you. And I think I always thought you were too little and then I forgot about it. Yeah. And now you appreciate it. But yeah, I'm like the, I'm looking at ones of a man just sitting at a table with a blue fish staring at him. There's uh, a bunch of dogs in an auditorium listening to a gramophone. Yeah, I got a rabbit doing a, a headstand on his ears. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's stuff. good stuff. It's, good, it's stuff. good stuff. It's a little thought provoking if you want to think about it. But yet also one of my favorites. I you I don't think you've seen it is the blue couch. Mm. It's just like it's just like a dirt road and a beautiful like pasture behind it. And then there's this like antique blue couch sitting there, and mm-hmm. on it is like a peacock and a marmot and like a pig. And, uh, you know, like the craziest, weird oh collection God. of animals just um, sitting on the blue couch. I see it now. Yeah. I love that. All right. There you go. Okay. So so you're all about the arts this week. I'm yeah. going to bring you back to food and say my <laughs> top two in R2 is uh, going to be Centro's new spot on Nicollet. Okay. So Centro has always been this taco, you know, spot on Quincy Street in Northeast. And they now have opened this place on Eat Street on Nicollet. They took over what was the wedge table. Mm. And inside, they have created kind of a little, it feels a little bit like a food hall. I don't want to say food hall, but it does feel like, you know, like a collection of counters. So there's a central bar, and then they have some high top seatings and some booths in one area. And then they have a couple counters. They have the Vivere counter, which is the bakery, you know, that they have in, in Northeast as well. They have the Centro, the taco counter, so you can get tacos and, you know, uh, queso fundido. And then, and a a crunch wrap, which they just call the crunch. And then there is a new burger bar that they have in there, a new burger counter, and it's called Every When. Now, here's the thing. You can sit. You can either go up to the counter's order and then sit down somewhere. But if you sit at the bar, you have all those menus available to you, and you just your bartender will take care of it. So I actually, uh, my boss, Jane, and I had lunch there yesterday, and we each got a burger. She got the plain Jane because... (laughs) I mean, you kind of have to if your name's Jane. Yeah. And it was really good. It was just your basic burger. I got something called the Spice Kicked in Life or something like that. And now I just forgot the name of it. I had it all ready for myself. Um, I got the spicy burger. So it had like a little bit of some peppers on there. and But I also like the addition of the chopped relish, like the relish that Mm -hmm. was good. It was a little spicy relish, but it was really like bright and spicy and like salty too. But here's the thing. The buns, you guys, because they make the buns with at the bakery, they are, I mean, if you are thinking that it's the bun that makes the burger, that is a place you want to check out. Okay. Because the burgers themselves, they were beefy. They were good. The cheese was plentiful. The spice was nice. But that bun sometimes, that can either, it was a nice buttery brioche. Bun's so important. It's so important. It's somebody in my kitchen at Sandcastle was saying that, um... 
a uh, a good burger can be the Mona Lisa, but if you have a bun that's a trash can, it's not, not going to work. No, no, you can't hang the Mona Lisa in like an yeah, alleyway. Exactly, and that's what that is. And so that's I agree with you. That's just something that is something. So I'm excited to go back and try more of those burgers because I thought they were really also nicely sized. It wasn't like so huge. It was just perfectly like balanced. Yeah. Um, and here's here's the real winner of the day though. Oh hi, they have. Spiced tots. And then they had this sort of house-made ranch, which was actually more like a tartar sauce, in my mind, because it had some pickle situation happening. But dipping the the house tot, spiced seasoned tot, into the ranch was something that I would actually go back and do and just sit with a cocktail. I would sit with a a margarita, a salty margarita, and just dip tots for an afternoon. Just saying. That's a recommendation. That's our MO. That's if you need, yeah, I know, right? Just a drink and a dip. A drink and a dip. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. So. No, we're top friends. We're totally top friends. Um, all right. So that's our top two and our two. I did want to mention that uh, a caller called in and said that there is not Beef Wellington at Mancini's, and that's good to know. I quite honestly, during the break, you guys Googled my heart out. I looked in all the St. Paul Steakhouses, and I don't find yeah. anybody doing it right now. So I'm so sorry for the listener, but if you guys find one that, you know, even I guess at this point in Minneapolis would be okay, but she was looking definitely more East Metro. I looked at all, I looked through all the steakhouses out there and I couldn't find one on any menu. So at least not now, you know, menus change as we get more seasonal, they're going to go off of seafood and go more into the heavy steaks again. Maybe we'll see. Right. Right. All right. You guys are going to take a quick break and we come back. It's your show, Jake. You're going to tell us about the TikTok segments that you are most excited about. We'll be right back. Nice. Steve Lacey. That's a Jake Larson favorite. I I feel like you introduced him. You like talked about him early this summer. When he dropped that uh, single, I was on the the show that day. And Um, you were saying he's Prince adjacent for you. Yeah. And you love him. Love Steve Lacey. Love that. Okay. Well, welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Uh, (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about some TikTok trends in food that you show me all the time. (laughs) That is one of my favorite things about, you know, what we do when we hang out. Yeah, a lot of things coming in my feed um, all the time. Um, and yeah, so I'm just going to talk about a few of the creators uh, that I want to shout out a little okay. bit. And we're going to put a list up. Yeah. And that will, I'll put it on the Facebook if you guys want to follow people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to shout out a few names. Um, got Bayasha, one of the more uh, prevalent on TikTok. Um, makes a lot of weird stuff. Loves making uh, sandwiches. Does a lot of stuff with spam. Oh, um, he's the the Japanese guy I showed you earlier with the cucumber salad. Yes, um, he there's a cool little spiral cut on those. Um, there was a but this guy's he's popular for making quick videos that yep. show you how to construct. And spam is like a crazy thing that he loves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's just fast paced. A lot of the lot, the thing is with TikTok cooking right. videos, it's all like bam, bam, bam. Right. It's um, you remember you suck at cooking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, old old style YouTuber who would um just do cooking videos like very rapid fire like quick cuts um like show the knife hit the onion and then have it have it be chopped instantly chopped it's the magic of that which yeah. i love yeah and so a lot that's taken off with tiktok a lot yeah um, that's true so yeah bayasha there's um men with the pot which is our favorite forest okay. our can we forest talk cookers. about that guy yeah and Men with a pot. I think he has an Instagram channel that he puts his reels onto, and that's yeah. what a lot of these have crossed. If oh, you're yeah. on Instagram, they probably have both. Most things on TikTok bleed into Instagram yeah, nowadays. Yeah, like at some point. Yeah. Men with a pot, to me, is so significantly wonderful because it's just quiet. A guy in the woods, we never see his mm-hmm. face. We never hear his voice. No. Nope. He just 
cooks the most amazing things that you can think of out on a fire. Yep, with one knife, one cutting board. The um, knife is significantly cool. It's like a machete. It's like a machete. <laughs> and then he does... He makes he bakes things in cast iron pots and by like mm-hmm. the tech that I've learned from him about piling embers on top of things while you're baking it in a pot yeah. is a thing that I tried I think in our old fire pit mm-hmm. and now I'm understanding that I just didn't get the embers on top of the pot. Yeah. That's the key. No, yeah, but I'm looking at it he's do he's does like apple pies, he's does dumplings, he's done beef wellington. He has <laughs> So he, he's done it all, um, just in the woods, and they've got a little cookbook out now as well. Oh, he does. Yeah. Isn't, okay. Now, can just a hot second. The funny thing is, is that they go from these, you know, super fast cut, you know, videos mm-hmm. that you just are sort of like mesmerized by, and then the next evolution is a book, which is so antithetical <laughs> to the way that we right, love them. Right. But I'm still here for it. I still, it's just funny to me. Love it. Okay. What's up? Um, another one. Uh, cooking with Linja. Um, L i n j a. L-Y-N-J-A. Okay. Um, she's just a New York City uh, grandma with, like, great cooking skills. Get out, really? Um, yeah, What's her she, hallmark? She's uh, a lot of lot of pastries and such, but she also loves doing ramen hacks. Um, really? Which is how I found her. Um, but she... Uh, What's her fa- What's your favorite ramen hack that she's done? Um, hard to really pick one. I, she, I, with her, it's a lot of, like, funny stuff. Like, oh. she's super comedic. Um... I love her to death. Okay, it's, she, cooking with Linja. Yeah, no, love her. She's super funny. Um, but she did like a crispy ramen that I really liked. Um, just with instant stuff. So, but she just did like a ten foot chili dog and a ten foot chili dog. Yeah. Whoa! No, she's real funny. Uh, love her a lot. Okay. Um, but the big one that I want to talk about. Uh, well, okay, something I need to mention. Yep. The ninth most followed person on TikTok in general is a guy named CZN Barack. Which we've talked about before. Um, he's the chef who makes these massive meals, like gargantuan. He's always smiling. He's yeah. a Turkish guy. Oh, um, oh yes, yeah, yes. Never not smiling. He's the ninth most followed person on TikTok Is he as really? a whole. He yeah. like almost doesn't like look at what he's doing. He's staring <laughs> at the camera, smiling. Yeah, and yet he's cooking like intense. He's and he's chopping. He's and got he's, like these seven foot mezzalunas. Yes, and, like these massive. Is he like Turkish? Is that what yeah. he said? Yeah. No, he's a Turkish guy. Um, he's uh, his name CZN's based off of his dad's textile shop. Um, but he's just like a lot of the times he'll go to Africa or um, in, like impoverished towns. And he'll make these massive meals for a whole for village. the whole town. Oh, yeah. that's very cool. Um, all while smiling. He's just this. Uh, he, he does a lot for charity. Um, but he's a cool guy. But yeah, he's uh, based out of Turkey. Um, so big shout out to CZM. Wow. <laughs> and so it's really his the fact that he does big stuff. Oh, they're massive meals. They're massive meals, and he's just one guy cooking them. Yeah, yeah. It, you forget that like he's six foot five, but like these meals. God, the wind, the wingspan on that guy. Yeah. Like he, you forget that like he's this tall, he's this large, and he's making these massive meals that he almost looks small compared to them. Wow, it's insane. Wow, <laughs> but yeah, big guy, big big fun man. Big he's fun. Twenty six. Um, oh really? Yeah he's, yeah, he's a young guy, but he's uh, going all over making making. Food I wonder if for that's everybody. like that's his job now. I, it definitely is. TikTok star. Yeah, how that works? Yeah, TikTok, Instagram. He's all over. Um, but. He's well loved. He does a lot of a lot of good for this good. for the food world. Good. Um, there's a thing that you've been trying to master, right? So Oma rice. Oma rice. If you guys know what that is, it's, it's not uh, actually rice. No, well, it, it includes rice, but you like, put it on rice. Yeah, like the whole dish as a whole includes rice, but 
Um, basically, I'm trying to get good at making just Japanese omelets. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing with that is that, you know, you've seen some of the ones where they take the chopsticks and they turn them so they're almost like a mm-hmm. swirl thing. This is where you're cooking it so that it's like you're folding it over yeah. so that it's sort of still raw in the middle. Not raw, but like it's, Super it's loose. very runny. Um, the, the idea is to uh, have the pan on really high heat. Um, chopsticks, like you put the egg in and you're immediately shaking the pan back and forth very quickly while rotating the chopsticks around, um, trying to get a good scramble, but without, um, uh, like a good scramble for your inside without getting super, uh, you don't want a really cooked outside of your omelet. Okay. You want it to be very light and fluffy. Um, so once it sits, you let it sear for a second, and then you're trying to roll it and like toss it while it's still running on the inside, trying to roll something on top mm-hmm. of each other. It's really tough. Yeah, so it's a crazy hard thing. I've been trying for weeks. Yeah, we um, have a lot of <laughs> egg pans in our house still that need to be washed because um, it's definitely. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's a tough one, but you're gonna keep trying. Oh, of course. Um, but there's plenty of like it's gotten huge on TikTok. Like this, I think his name's Omurai Supro. Oh, of um, course. Yeah. yeah. And this guy, he just goes and makes uh, omurais, putting various things. People ask him, like, put chocolate in it, put weird stuff in it. Um, and he does. <laughs> he made, like, a like a massive one. He made, he it, made it, like, he his ma- entire content is omurais. Is making those and then putting, doing things weird with Weird stuff it. in it, yeah. whatever the people want. That's TikTok. Right. Just people asking, hey, can you try this? And they'll be like, I mean, even his... Right. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, it's it's engagement, which is great. Exactly. So, is it? Are you ever thinking like you would ever do a TikTok? Because you're just an observer. You don't actually create. You no, just observe. I, I you consume TikTok. Yeah. No, I can't really see myself um as a content creator. But maybe one day. I mean, at the present moment, I uh, I lack the tact. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the genius of it that you really don't need to? You just need to have. Do do a thing. Most people are just on there doing a thing. Sure, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel awkward about it. I don't know. Do you? I don't okay. like. I don't like making videos in general. I guess. Yeah. Like I'm fine with a picture every six once months every six months on right? my Instagram, but uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Videos are weird for me. Okay, but TikTok is fun. You enjoy using it. You enjoy following people. Sure. Yeah. It's you know you it's, take it off your phone during finals. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> you really do need it. It's it's it can be a poison if you let it. Yeah. Um, so it's all about moderating it. <laughs> true. True. Heard. Heard. All right, you guys. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We are. Uh, we're gonna talk about some just some food world gossip. So we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk 1071. Welcome back to weekly dish, everybody. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Jake Larson and Josh is on the board. He's on the phone, and we're just gonna talk about some stuff. Some stuff. There's some stuff going on in town, and there's some just some 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 food culture world stuff. Okay. Um, I did want to mention. Uh, we did have someone who messaged in and they were saying, who makes the Beef Wellington that can be ordered? And it's Paris Dining Club or Jamie Malone is also the person. If you want to look up her Paris Dining Club, um, she has all this kind of great stuff that you can order. Good to know. Fun stuff. Um, okay. So there, I got a news. I got some news yesterday that was kind of a little bit about what we were talking about last week with Lexi. We were talking about uh, THC products. Well, I got a little news release um, from uh, Baby Zito, oh, and which is the ice cream shop, yeah, in Uptown and at Malcolm Yards. Love those guys. They also have that famous. Everyone loves the Baby Zito burger. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to let us know that uh, that for available for purchase 
in the uptown location on Monday is going to be, I think, the town's first. And maybe you can guess what I'm going to say, but it's going to be an ice cream called Pineapple Express. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Which gives a little lee if you know what that is. But it's uh, it's for purchase. It's the first ice cream containing hemp-derived THC, the Delta 9. Yep. Um, it'll be available as a take-home pint for purchase. They've partnered with the Cultivated CBD, a Minneapolis-based, black-owned business, uh, to source their gummies for this particular product. Okay. Um, it looks like the collaboration was created between both parties to create an awareness around injustices surrounding black individuals and cannabis. Um, the ACLU released a report that shows that black people are 5.37 times more likely than white people to be arrested for marijuana possession in Minnesota. Yeah. So that's one of those things they wanted to make sure that they did. Uh, uh, and they are there's a there's a it looks like they're partnering with um, some organizations that are doing some um, uh, f- really helping people with uh, that have been formerly incarcerated to kind of get back. Um, nice. But so Pineapple Express was inspired by a pineapple upside down cake. It has a pineapple base with salted caramel soaked pineapple upside down cake mix ins mm. along with cultivated CBD stone fruit gummies. So it's wow. the gummies that yeah. are going to be the CDB, you know, the uh, the uh, THC piece. Gummies <laughs> contain 1.25 milligrams each of hemp derived THC per piece with 40 pieces in each pint. Okay. So pints, here's the thing, guys. Pints are 50 bucks. Yeah. Before tax and a 5% service fee that's distributed to non-tipped staff members. 5% donation from proceeds to the sale of each pint will be donated to this Ujamaa Ujama place, which is, they help the formerly, it's the charity that helped the formerly incarcerated individuals. You have to be 21 to consume this product and must provide a photo ID to for it. So there yeah. you go. So that's it. What do you, Josh, we haven't gotten your read on this kind of stuff. How are you feeling about the THC products? I think it's uh, very helpful that we're kind of moving the progressional ball that direction because I think it helps a lot of, especially as somebody like me who had leukemia and had to go through like the alternative route of, you know, pain management and stuff like that. I think yes. the uh, progression of getting this stuff uh, as opposed to, you know, normalized. In my case, chemo and all that other stuff or painkillers, it, it's great to have kind of a more natural uh, way to kind of battle pain and just overall just anxiety and yeah. stuff like that. So I think this is a good a good start to uh, the year 2022. I didn't think we'd actually have, no. you know, right? gummies and ice cream as uh, the first starting point. But, hey, it's better than nothing. I got to tell you that having this, yeah, having the drinks, the THC drinks, you know, the Minneapolis, uh, there's a Trailblazer, which is a hopped water with THC from Minneapolis Cider Company. Um, non-alcoholic, but definitely got the THC in it. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other places, but this is it's is interesting to me about consuming things in this nature. How it's it does destigmatize it, and it does sort of bring that you know awareness to it, where it's not this illicit smoking sitting on the side doing yeah. something bad. This is about you know people regulating how they take their you know mood levelers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Also, we had a uh, caller question real quick. Okay, let's have it. So uh, I'm hoping I'm doing this justice by asking this, but she wants to know if the owner of the brewery that's uh, on the or owner of a restaurant that's on the kitty corner of a brewery in Wyzetta is the same owner of Josefina's, uh, I think it's Calvita Cal- yes. Bachelor Farmer, wants to know kind of what you know about that. So it's, it is. It's Danny Del Prado, and he opened Maconda 
in, and that's Makanda. And okay. <laughs> a lot of people are like, Wakanda? I'm like, no. No, not that no, one. Not that one. Um, Makanda in Wyzetta. They took over the former Wyzetta Brew Works uh, and changed it into this beautiful restaurant. Um, and yes, he is a part owner in the Josefina, which is the Italian restaurant that right. took over the Blue uh, Point Space, which was also Belcor. And yeah. so those two are definitely Wyzetta owned by by Danny and another partner named Aaron Switz. Perfect. Now, Danny also is partner in Martina and Colita. And yes, with another financial guy, he is taking over the Bachelor Farmer. And wow. he will be launching something next summer there, which is going to be very much more Argentinian flavored. Okay. So it is confusing and there's a lot to it. Oh, but yeah. I think it's okay. But it's good gossip. It's also Wyzetta. It's also Wyzetta, right? <laughs> I know. Actually, I just was there last, last week, and it's packed. You know what I mean? And people are, oh, and, yeah. and I got to tell you, that patio, though, is wonderful. Yeah. It's like right off the lake. You're getting all the good breezes, lots of plants. It just has a good vibe. It's a good little lake. It's a good little lake. Only the biggest in the metro. <laughs> um, you know who else opened a restaurant? Who? Martha Stewart. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you guys hear this? Martha Stewart, after all these years, has finally opened a restaurant in Las Vegas. Took her long enough. It has been so long. And I mean, I know everybody wants to know, did Snoop go for the opening? Yes, he did. Yes, indeed. He did. did. They're best friends. They're best friends. Um, It's called The Bedford. It's a French-ish inspired uh, restaurant in the hotel that's called The Paris Hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not so trendy. You know, I mean, like as far as... It's a kind of like it's definitely an old school, all inclusive resort vibe for French type food. Like you're not going to find cutting edge stuff. You're going to find comfort is yeah. the deal. That sounds about on you're brand. Not, yeah, you're not going to get like huge over the top restaurants in within the hotels in Vegas. I mean, it depends on where you go, but especially Paris, you're not going to get like over the top right? special places. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of like salad niçoise. Oysters Rockefeller with baked pernone, you know, jumbo shrimp cocktail, you know, but there's something about that. I think that that's a smart idea um, because you're going to want because that's the people who are like in the Martha Stewart space. Oh, yeah. Martha knows her audience. She does. It's mostly women like me. I'll be quite honest with you. (laughs) The only problem is you're right across the street from Hell's Kitchen. Oh, is it? I mean, basically, like it's maybe not geographically not direct. Like across the line, but uh, Hell's Kitchen's right outside of Caesars. So it's like, wow, yeah, right across. Okay. All right. So, I think that's yeah. kind of fun. I would go. I would go once. Yeah. I would go once. I don't think, sure. you know, I mean, but that's the thing with all Vegas restaurants. You're really only kind of going as a tourist. Never been to Vegas. No. I love it. I, you do, Josh. You seem like you know. It's, it's, the, mo- it's the most affordable trip I can This buy. is true. It really is. <laughs> you can go there for a nice little vacation and get your money's worth and also lose money at the same time. You but absolutely also, can. I can't go to Florida or California for the price that I paid to go to Vegas. No. So. No. Okay. Also, I will tell you, yeah, like I've gone for girls weekends there just because it's so accessible and you can shop and you can eat and there's always stuff to do and you don't have to gamble at all. Yeah, I'm more of a very much of a walker in Vegas. I like I love gambling and stuff like that, but I also I love taking in the aura of just being in Vegas. And that's Hmm. kind of where I separate myself from a lot of the people that go there to club and party, blah, blah, blah. I go there to have just have some fun, eat some food and just kind of take everything in. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, I have two movies I want to talk about that are coming. Ooh. One is called The Menu. Have you guys heard of this? Nope. No. Okay, so it's it's Ray Fiennes, you know, the guy who was Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And it's Emma, our girl Emma Stone. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, it's no, not, it's Emma, not Stone. Emma Stone. It's Taylor Joy. Anya. Anya Taylor oh, Joy. Oh, yeah, that one. Yep. Yeah, I just saw red hair and I just, I went to the <laughs> wrong name. It is, and it is literally, you guys, it looks like people are saying that it is, um, 
It's like, what if fine dining was really a horror movie? And so for people who think like a three hour dining experience actually is a horror movie, like this actually says, well, what if we did that? And you guys watch the trailer. We're going to put the trailer up on the Facebook page so you can watch it. I might have already done it, but before it's definitely coming out, I think in November. Um, But it basically is about this couple that goes to this experience, uh, the pair experience, a limited seating tasting menu at this upper crust restaurant on a small secluded island, which sounds like something we would normally pimp on this show. We would be like, yeah, let's do it. But rather than a space for delicious indulgence, the menu will depict fine dining as the setting for an anxiety-induced thriller as guests are hunted and trapped by a murderous celebrity chef played by Ralph Fiennes. Wow. So it's like, it's, it's, it's hero dreams of sushi if Hero also wanted to straight up murder his guests. That's what the <laughs> review is sort of saying. Silent but deadly. I mean, I think so. This sounds really fun sounds to me. Like... And I think it appears that... Um, some other big names in it. There's some big names in it. And yeah. it's, you know... Um, and I think that there's also a lot of like actual real food, foodieism to the movie. Like they've yeah. definitely cultivated like what that elite sort of food stuff is. Um, but I'm excited by this. This one, I think, comes out, like I said, I think it's definitely out this fall. November 18th. November 18th. Thank you. So yeah. it'll be great. So that's exciting. So that's one that's going to be kind of fun. The second one I wanted to tell you was I got sort of a sneak peek at this movie um, that's called Blind Ambition. And that hopefully will be coming out on Netflix. Um, it's a documentary. I think it comes out on Prime first and then Netflix later. But it's about the Zimbabwe uh, wine sommelier team who went to the um, the French wine competition, which is like the Olympics of blind tasting. So, um, which means, of course, that you don't, you taste a wine and you have no idea what it is. Someone hands you a glass of wine and you have to name, you know, the grape and you have to name the, vintage. you know, the vintage, the where it was grown, what mm-hmm. country, what actual purveyor grew it and without knowing anything. I mean, the year that it was grown. That's the crazy thing. So what's wonderful about this movie, it is follows four young gentlemen who escaped from Zimbabwe when it was, you know, in the height of so much trauma to South Africa. And some of them are, you know, illegal immigrants into South Africa. And the only jobs they could find were obviously, you know, restaurant type jobs that they worked their way. These are these are men who have never who two years of before this filming had never had a glass of wine, didn't understand what it was, didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And then they basically formed this group, this team that goes to the world uh, championship of wine, of blind tasting in France and they compete. And it is so interesting. I met one of the gentlemen, Tanashi, who is, uh, who is actually, you know, spoiler, growing his own wine now in South Africa. But he is, uh, he is, it's this really interesting look about what happens if you don't have a palate, right? They don't have, like when you think about, we talk about French wines and you may say, or European wines, and you may say, well, there's a little note of blueberries or there's a little bit of, you know, I'm, I'm getting a sense of, um, you know, strawberries in there. These are people who have never tasted strawberries or blueberries. So how can they find that in a wine? How can they categorize that? But wait a minute. What if that's their strength? Exactly. What if they have a better way of categorizing it? A totally blank palette. This is such an interesting movie, you guys. So it's not out yet. It is coming out. Two weeks from today. It is two weeks from today on Prime? I believe so. Okay, September so we'll, 2nd. So I'm hoping to get uh, one of the wine guys in town who's help, who's repping their food to come on and talk a little bit about it because he, he's seen the whole thing. I've only seen the first half of it. But I'm, I'm just totally charmed by it, and I'm really excited by it. So we'll talk more about that next. But stay tuned for that. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Locals to Love and we're going to wrap up the show. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish, My Talk 107.1. Well, I am going to miss you more than life, little one. Giant baby of mine. But um, this is your last show with us. This is your final week until you leave for a couple months to go to college. So Six days. Six days. Thanks for kind of being here and hanging out. Yeah. It's been good. No, it's been great. Um, I wanted to let you guys know, um, somebody asked a question and now I can't remember what it was. Um, I have heard that, by the way, the chicken wing prices are down again. I just, oh. I, that seems like a thing that people always want to talk about <laughs> is that, uh, that the chicken wing prices are back to pre-pandemic levels. Wow. So. Great. I know. It's it's not not for yeah. <laughs> Josh, is that, is that relevant to your needs? I mean, I'm more of a fast food chicken, like. Risen Cane's kind of guy, but that's it. Chicken's chicken. Chicken's so. chicken. In the end. Amen. Amen. Do you like do you like spicy foods, Josh? It depends. Okay. Jake- Mild, mildly spicy I can handle. If too too spicy, it's kind of like the hot coffee. It just makes yeah. me sweat. Okay. Okay. All right. Jake, you are you are it, it, it better de- at spicy foods than you used to be. It depends on the type of spice for right. me, a hundred percent. Like um uh Japanese spice, I can take a, about a four out of five. Um same with Mexican spice, but Indian. Yeah, that's, that's like a, a little that's bit. That's like a two or a three. The jokala peppers. It's um, yeah. there's a new world record for the most ghost peppers eaten in a minute. In one minute, Ooh. ghost peppers eaten in a minute. The new record is uh, seventeen peppers. Hard pass. <laughs> yes, thank you. That guy is just that. It's, that's masochism. That's a lot of. <laughs> that's a lot of pain. Did he do that on the toilet or? I no? mean, right? No, it doesn't matter because later he will be. Gregory yeah. Foster is a ghost pepper eating world record guy. Uh, earlier this month, he ate. Um, there's a video attempt. I guess it took. I guess eaten in one minute. The very the video of the attempt, which took place on November fourteenth, twenty twenty one, is finally on YouTube. You can find it. He downed seventeen peppers in total. Equal to 110.5 grams, which bested the previous record of 97 grams. So, uh, yeah, so that guy has done that. And there's also, he also holds the record for the fastest time to eat three Carolina Reaper chilies, mm. 8.72 seconds. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The guy is like, I don't know, you know, he's just. Uh, he says, the record attempt is a personal challenge to see how far I can push myself and my love for the super hot peppers, he said. As a chili lover, I've been trying to advance th- and the awareness and excitement surrounding the super hot chilies out there. The attempt was solely a personal endeavor to achieve another world record alongside my standing one. Okay. okay see, I like that. But I, uh, so spicy, like withstanding spice is a huge thing on like TikTok. Like I've seen people, I see people all the time who will be like, will take just chili powder and like coat their tongue with it or like just like pain tolerance like squeezing lemon juice in your eyes like all that these feels people, strange i know but it, it's it gets views it gets views so it's whether it's Weird. coating like taking talky dust and just like shoveling it into your mouth or just the weird pain tolerance that gets views okay I don't like that as much, but I like this guy. Sounds like he's he cares he, about the peppers. He kind of cares about the peppers. Which, he kind of cares about like the spice of it all. Yeah, this is my thing. Like you want to like kind of enjoy. I like good hot stuff. I like sure. to burn my mouth out every once in a while. Yeah. I like to do the sweating. I'm 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 good with it. I don't want to go the level of the D spot, the Zayshan wings or the Sapuku mm. wings. Yeah, no. Those that is like. I don't need to go there. I don't need to go there. I'm just going to say that. But I am appreciative of it, for sure. 
Um, some things going on this weekend that you guys might want to know. Some fun food stuff that's happening. Uh, it is Kramarchik's Kielbasa Fest at Uda Pills Brewery in Bryn Mawr area. Um, they had a great fun time last year. They had a free meat raffle yesterday. Today is a $5 admission, but there's a pierogi eating contest, which that feels Ooh, really mild. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Although you are going to be full. You're going to be oh laying around God. after that. Um, they've got Dr. Kielbasa Polka Rock. Oh. I know. Lots of sausage and beer. Love Kermarchicks. I know, those, right? Those guys are fun. God, I love Kermarchicks. Um, but they're, and I love that they're doing it at the brewery with Udapils because they have yeah. great German beers um, and all sorts of beers like that. Um, there is some other stuff happening. Obviously, there's some food trucks. I feel like there's been a lot of food truck festivals this year. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there's one up in Anoka and one at Canterbury. Oh. So they're splitting the difference, I guess, because it's not like we can support one every, you know, multiple <laughs> in the weekend. Right. But um, I thought this was a fun party. Wicked Wart Brewing up in Robbinsdale, which is across the street from Marna's that I was talking about. Yep. They have a backyard bonfire bash tonight and they're doing little s'mores. They have lots of little fire pits set out on the patio. They've got s'mores platters. They're doing traditional s'mores or, you know, boosted ones with Reese's. Um, they're doing and of course, they're getting ice cream and they're going to do a beer float. With some uh, of their stuff, which is kind of fun, too. Yeah. I like that. Lots of good times at the end of August. I know. I tell you what. A um, couple things you should know about uh, as being open. Veli Deli is finally open. You don't have any knowledge of Veli Deli or any no. track record with them. They were a food truck first, and then they were a um, they had a spot in the Skyway. <laughs> and they, um, you know. They had talked about opening a place in Northeast Minneapolis, but the pandemic kind of shut those ideas down. Yeah. But now they are. Well, good for them. I know. So today is their grand opening day. They open at 1 p.m. They're doing a 15% discount. They're the ones who kind of pioneered this Asian-Mexican mashup. So they were doing the chicken currito. So like chicken curry burrito. No, that sounds good. I know. You would dig on that. They have have my favorite, speaking of hot stuff, they have my favorite uh, quesadilla. It's the dragon melt quesadilla. And they've got like, you can order it with three kicks, they call it. And that is a legit spicy experience. Like that is a legit thing that I to get because they were in the skyway next yeah, to my building yeah. and I would have to like literally go and get that and then it would take me like an hour and a half to eat. <laughs> That's a great scale. Work. That's a great scale. Kicks. I know. Kicks. One kick, two kick, three kicks. Yeah. Three kicks. And you knew who was like your three kickers. <laughs> you were always like, ooh, you got that three kicks. <laughs> um, and then another one I wanted to point out was that Northern Soul is open. Um, it's Justin Sutherland's rooftop uh, sort of eatery on Ty's Lounge in Minneapolis. So they took over John or the the John Randall. I think it was Randall's restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah, Nicollet Mall. You know that was sort of that's kind of a doomed spot. But yeah. it's always had this great. Have you? Did you remember going I w- there? I went there a couple times. Yeah, it was yeah. actually pretty decent food. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now you know that closed during the pandemic, and then it's just sort of been sitting there. I mean, it used to be called like. Linguini and Louis or something like that. And there's and then it was a Rojo. You know what I mean? Like there's been a lot of things. But this yeah. Ties Lounge is really a multi culty group of young uh entrepreneurs who are like they they call themselves they want to be known as the Switzerland of downtown. Everybody's welcome. Whatever race, whatever gender, whatever type of human you are, let's just all hang out and have a good time. Hmm. Um, so they're trying to do that. So they open. They got Justin to open this concept up on the rooftop, and it's kind of plays a little bit to his like southern, it's northern soul. So it plays a little bit to that you know kind of soul food stuff. Yep. Um, he's got some brisket sliders. They've got shrimp hush puppies. Uh, they've got chicken fried ribs, yo, Ooh. with Crybaby Craig's hot honey. 
Okay. Oh, new I know. Stuff. Our friend. Uh, they've also got like a half smoked chicken. They do have a soul burger, smash patty with pimento cheese, fried onions, dill pickles. That's mm-hmm. okay. Tennessee hot chicken. They've got some of that kind of good stuff, and they are doing brunch as well. Um, so that that looks good, and it's like I think it's just gonna it's gonna be a nice little area to go hang out. Um, and just I know that we had a couple listeners who had asked and sent me a message about. Um, Justin and wondering what his, you know, how he was doing. And I'm just going to let you know, he's doing really well. Yeah. And he and I cut a video for Smoke Out, which is happening on October 2nd, and he's doing really well. So he's coming back strong, you guys, which is a really great update to give. Jake Larson, yeah. thanks for being here. Glad to be here as always. Okay. We'll be back next year. You'll be back next year. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see you at the fair, everybody. Yeah. Ciao, ciao.